Islam, Jehovah Islam, whose blood was shed to save my soul. Only goose wing, hallelujah, one happy day. My On the wild wind, now I'm going to sing it. On the wild wind, one happy day, my God will take me home. On the wild wind, on the wild wind, one happy day, my Whose blood was shed to save my soul? Hallelujah! On the wild wind, on the wild wind, one happy day. Hallelujah! My God will save me, oh Praise it aloud. Well, that is talking about the rapture. I'm not talking about the other one, those are good under the grief, no. The rapture, Christ is coming soon. And uh, you can tell what this brother is going to preach about today. It's going to be something that I call rapturing faith. And uh, I pray that the Lord will open our understanding and help us to grasp some of these things. It's going to be very simple. You say, what is rapturing faith? Um, if you go to my website, gospeldistribution.org, you will see a series there called Rapturing Faith Series. I'm going to talk about part five of that. But it's not going to be called Rapturing Faith. I'm just pointing you to where you can get more information. But today, let's pray. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus upon us. I plead the blood of Jesus. Father, the word, Lord, and let it be to the glory of your name. Thank you, Father. Speak through our mouth. Open our heart to see the mystery behind what you are teaching us today. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise see the Lord. Well, let's start by a drama here. When you go to Rapture Faith Part 5, you will see why I'm saying I'm going to start with the drama. I'm going to call two young guys. Let me see. Lincoln, come over. And uh, The two graduates. Prince, come over. Praise the Lord. It's not a real drama. It's going to be because these are high school graduates. So I want you to stand over here, both of you. And everybody pay attention to what we are going to just stand next to him there. I wanted to call a younger one and a graduate and some. But I said, let me just call the two that we all know. I will tell you why I'm giving this drama. So watch this drama closely. It's not really a drama. Because the Lord showed this to me in a vision recently that made me to say, well, we need to, when I want to tell this, the topic of the sermon, I've already told you it's in Rapture in Faith by 5. But the topic is going to be not Rapture in Faith by 5. I'm going to give you two quiz, no, one quiz, just one quiz. And because they are high school graduates, so they always they can say it off. It's mathematics, so most of you know mathematics, not so arithmetic. So answer me, I'll just ask one or two. Other. If I say what is 12 in 10 places out of 10? In 10 places. In 10. Twelve and ten places mean. Oh, one hundred twenty. Oh, twelve times ten. Yeah. Oh, one twenty. One twenty. It's one thirty. 
four times ten? No, I didn't say twelve times ten. Twelve in ten places and ten. Oh, twelve. Did you get the message? Did you get the yeah. question? Yeah, one thirty. One twenty. One thirty. Why did I give you that? That is what the Lord showed to me in a vision. I was in a vision some days ago, and. Uh, me and some group, we were coming and we were looking for direction to a, to a particular location. So we saw a, a, an instructor with students and said, oh, this man, can you show us how to get to this street? And he started quizzing us. I said, tell us how to get to the street. And he was quizzing us. And one of the questions he asked was something like that. Twelve and ten places. And ten. And I said, well, well, well that's one twenty. He says one thirty. So no, because we were not paying attention to detail. You see, all of those people you have listened to it on uh, on 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 the television. They will tell you all this medicine. We do this, and then they begin to read the fine prints. If you don't, many people don't listen to the fine prints. That is the detail. So if I say. 10, 12 in 10 places and you didn't hear the and 10 you say it's 120 but you forgot the and 10 and that was what the man said well, are you trying to dribble me here he said, no. he's trying to make me to pay attention to detail instruction that is one example one more, one more. praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord now I'm going to walk this way and I want both of you to watch me closely what I do and do as I do. Okay? <laughs> so if you want to watch me closely and do exactly as I do, when I get there, I will tell you to come one by one. Okay? Alright? So watch me. Everybody watch. Please come. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, if they, didn't, if they didn't watch me closely, they would all just come. Not so. They would just come. But see, that was part of this instruction, watching instruction, paying attention to detail. Because even in real life, why did it touch that seat? Why? If I just wanted them to come. Even in real life, you know, you may have to press a button for a door to open. Also, even in real life, you go to the elevator and you just stand there. You don't know that you have to press a button for the door to open. If somebody has done it before you, then you know that you have to press the button. That may be a button to open a gate that you are invisible gate. Let's put it that way. And that is how the spiritual world is full of invisible things. And God is going to teach us some lessons there. Praise the Lord. And when God says, pay attention to detail, it is even in real life when you are being employed, there are some employers that we say, we want somebody that pay attention to detail. And when I was looking for jobs, I said, oh, attention to detail. Because there are some simple, simple things that when they give you a list and say these are the things that need to be done for this manufacturing and don't skip a step no matter how simple it looks that is paying attention to detail. It has to do with spiritual things also spiritual life that we are living. And I'm going to point to some Bible verses and point you to some things that has happened in, our, in the Bible that you probably didn't know. They did not pay attention to detail and they missed out on God. 
Let's start from Numbers chapter 20 verse 8. Numbers chapter 20 verse 8. Praise the Lord. Numbers chapter 20 verse 8, not 18, but verse 8. Now, this is the story of Moses. You can, you can start from verse 7 and see. God was telling Moses, start from verse 7. The story was, the Israelites, they came and told Moses that there, there was no water, so they needed help. They knew, and they were chiding Moses. And what did Moses do? He went before the Lord. If you read from verse 6, verse 7, you'll see the story. He went before the Lord. In, Moses and Aaron fell down before the Lord. And the Lord came and spoke to Moses. In verse 8. Take the rod and gather thou the assembly together. Watch the statement. Every word of God is very important when he's saying it. Many times we are used to assuming, we, we summarize what he said in our mind. But watch, take the rod, gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. Well, that seems to be very simple instruction. And Moses said, yes, sir. And Moses stood up. Go to verse 9. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. Verse 10. Verse 10. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto who? Unto them. The God says, speak unto them. He says, speak unto who? The rock. If you go back to verse 8, you see, God says, Speak unto the rock. But when he gathered the people together, he spoke unto the, not them, not the rock, them, okay? And said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fresh you water out of this rock? Verse 11. And Moses lifted up his hand and with his rod, small the rock twice. Well, the water came out alright, but that was the dilemma of Moses. You all know the story. You can read the next verse and the next verse. God spoke to Moses and said what? Verse 12. The Lord spoke unto Moses and said, Because ye believe me not. Listen to that. Because ye believe me not. I said, well, is that believing or is it mistake of he said you believe me now which means even believing is what God called it you may say well it's because it's smoke the rock God says it's something of the heart or perhaps attention to detail or perhaps some of those things that emotion has over, over, overwhelmed him to the point he forgot the instruction emotion can overwhelm you anger that's emotion and maybe you make forget the instruction. Or people around you make you forget the instruction. And God said, He believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Moses tried to plead. But that was the end of the conversation. But he said, Well, you. And I look at that and I said, This is the instruction is just pay attention to detailed instruction. If he paid attention to detail, he wouldn't have missed that. Because you can come back and yell at them after you have completed the instruction. But no, that was something. Let's look at uh, Joshua. That is, somebody, that is a failure. Let's see a pass. Joshua chapter 6. Because we are not talking about things that fail. Because many, many of us, many times, we can make a mistake. And sometimes they are not life and death situations. Many of those are not life and death. And they could be life and death or glory. Either you are glorified or you miss out on God. Take example of this in Joshua chapter 6. This 
is very critical. You all know the story, but many times we gloss over all these stories. We just gloss over it because we praise God for what God did, but see, if you don't see that the instruction he gave to them was carried out carefully, word for word, wash over it, we sometimes just forget about the instruction, but he's telling me that when it comes to rapturing faith, we are going to go up to heaven with the Lord. We are going to be walking in the clouds. After that, what happened? After you have gone up, you are going to be walking with angels. In the universes that are just universes, there are black holes that scientists already know. I will point to one of them in a moment. Because Abraham, the Lord gave a story of Abraham and what? The rich man in hell. In hell. Everybody know that story? The rich man, after he died and went to hell, he saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus at his bosom. And he cried out to Father Abraham that sent Lazarus to bring just with his finger a drop of water. And Abraham told him, it's not possible. In many words. But it gave a key thing. After saying that, well, you have your good times when you are alive, Lazarus is bad time. He said, nevertheless, between us and you, there is a gulf fixed. You can see that gulf because you just saw space and you saw Abraham. They said there is a gulf fixed that nobody can pass from here to there, not from there to here. Well, you couldn't see that gulf, but you said there was a gulf fixed. So when I say there are black holes in the universes, you know what I'm talking about. That's an example of what could be a black hole. According to scientists, that black hole can swallow a planet. But you may not see it because it's just waves. So God is saying, when you say pay attention to instruction, like I just demonstrated where we were walking about, I say, watch me and they have to touch that touch. I was wondering whether one of them will touch the second or the fourth. Because there's a specific share I touched and a specific share I touched to demonstrate what I'm talking about because some things will open when you press the right button, not so. Even in the doors of, the, of, our, of our world right now, if you go through the elevator, you press five. When you should press three, oh, you take you to floor five, not so. Instead of stopping on floor three. And in the universe, there are things God has already ordained that is similar. This story of Joshua chapter 6 from verse 2 Joshua chapter 6 from verse 2 we see an example of when they wanted to conquer Jericho the angel came down and gave them specific instruction verse 3 and ye shall compass the city all ye men of war and go round about the city once First shall thou do six days, verse 4, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day you shall compare the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets, verse 5, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And when you see how it was implemented, go to verse 10, you will notice that Joshua kept the detail because there could be confusion if everybody knows about this thing. Oh, no, he said seven days. No, he said seven days. Oh, no. And there will be confusion. He kept the detail. So don't say a word until I tell you to do so. So sometimes, it may be the wisdom that God gave to him. Joshua had commanded the people saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall you shout. So, we know they paid attention to detail and they won that battle. They won that battle. Praise the Lord. But there was a man that didn't pay attention to detail among them. There was a man that didn't pay attention to detail among them. And his name was Achan from among the tribe of Judah in chapter 7. 
What is the detail? Joshua told them, well, you say, well, that was instruction from the Lord to Joshua. And God said, they should only just destroy everything, keep only this silver and gold, I mean, things of gold for the, for the, for the, for the Lord. And Joshua told them they should touch nothing that belongs to that city. Don't touch anything. Everything should be destroyed. The gold should be brought into the sanctuary of the Lord. But this man, Achan, he didn't pay attention to detail. In chapter 7, verse 1, he went and took some of those things for himself. We will say that's dangerous. Well, somehow he thinks it's just a general instruction. The children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Hakan, the son of Kamai, the son of Sabdi, the son of Sarah of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And you can go on and read the rest of the story how he went and hid it for himself. What will make him do that? Self. Self. Lost. So many things can be wrong. What I said, pay attention to detail. What can make somebody lose sight of the detail? Either some other things, emotion, things that are of the flesh. Or we used to do it this way. No, pay attention to detail. It may not be the way you used to do it. Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? There's another story here of King Saul, 1 Samuel chapter 15. Pay attention to details, what we are saying here, because when God gives instruction, every word is very important. Actually, Google, what does that mean in, uh, in, on, on, uh, on Google? You can Google it, say, God is in the detail. That's an idiom. I was listening to these uh, senators or the people in the, in the Congress recently when they were talking, they said, the devil is in the detail. Well, the devil is in the detail, is the opposite of God is in the detail. So if you Google it, say, well, what does that mean? So I Google it, and it tells me that it's an idiom. God is in the detail means, God is saying, pay attention to detail. If you miss the detail, you may lose some blessing also. But the devil is in the detail means, the devil wants to get you. So it tells you the simple one, but in the detail, is the, if, you miss, if you don't go to the detail, it's, it's a cashew, cash 22. So the devil is the thing means your mind think is so simple, but it's something that's going to waste your time, a lot of effort, you'll be regretting why did I take this contract in the first place. That's it, the devil is the detail. But God is in the detail is another idiom that says God is simply saying he wants to bless you, don't miss the blessing. If you listen to the detail, it's a blessing coming up for you. We know the story of King Saul. First Samuel chapter fifteen. Verse 11, verse 13, it's all I'm going to read. Samuel came to King Saul and said, this is what the Lord wanted you to do. And he gave him instruction, instruction, go to Amalek. Samuel came to Saul. King Saul has just been made king of Israel, the first king in Israel. And everybody was happy. He was taller than everybody else. So they were hailing, well, this is the king we have been looking for. This is the right kind of person for us. So he became a popular king among the Israelites. And then Samuel came and said unto Saul, Blessed, and chapter 15, I said verse 11. Give me verse 11 first. Well, that was where he ended up making a mistake. But the earlier verses where he told him what God told him go to Amalek, destroy them because God has promised that he would destroy Amalek. They were the people that stood in the way when Moses was bringing the people and God said I'm going to wipe out Amalek so now they have a king many hundred, hundred, say, hundred years later or something God said go and destroy Amalek and save nothing just wipe them out so Saul said well praise God and they went to destroy Amalek but they didn't destroy everything that is the attention to detail we are talking about God told him go and destroy Amalek go to let's open the earlier verses, let's read what was the instruction so that we can say maybe he didn't get, maybe the instruction was not clear chapter 1 verse, chapter 15 verse 1 verse 2 really Samuel came to Saul and said, thus said the Lord of hosts 
I remember that which Abalek did to Israel. How he laid wait for him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now listen to the instruction. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. And spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. That was the instruction. Pay attention to the detail. So Samuel, I mean, Saul went, gathered the people, and they went and won. But he started making the mistakes as they came by. He said, Saul said, verse 6, told the Canaanites, get away from them, we're going to destroy them. And he destroyed them. But verse 10, after they, they won the battle, it was like a battle, they won the battle, then God said to Samuel in the night, it repented me that I have made Saul to be the king over these people. Verse 12. Verse 11. It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And he gripped somewhere and he cried unto the Lord all night. So, watch what you got, what you got said. So has not performed my commandments. And go to verse 13. Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. So God told the prophet that Saul has not performed my commandments. But Saul told the prophet. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Then Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And so I said, Oh, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spare the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said unto me this night. He said, See on. Samuel said, When thou hast little in thy eyes, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed the king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites. And fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then did thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but did fly upon the spoil, and did evil in the sight of the Lord? Well, Saul didn't get it yet. Saul didn't get it yet. Saul said, Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord has sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of the Amalek. Did the Lord say, bring their king? So I brought Agag. So that's how many times we might maybe summarize instruction we hear. The way we see it or the way we hear it. But he said, pay attention to detail. Remember I said this vision came to me that made me to stay. Maybe the Lord wanted me to preach something like this. It could give me, I say, how can I get to that city? Okay, I'm going to give you instruction how to get to that street. But do you pay attention to this? That's what he was telling me in that vision. Because if he said, make right at the second top stoplight, or pass the stop, if you don't pay attention to this, you miss it. So that's really why he started questioning me in that vision. That you, are you one of somebody that pay attention to detail? I'm going to give you instruction, but do you pay attention to the other, you miss we are going to say make right, make left, make right, make left. And every one of us wants to hear from the Lord. Not so. We love the Lord to lead us. Psalm 32 verse 8. Let me jump quickly there before I come back to Saul. Psalm 32 verse 8. Put it on the screen. Psalm 32 verse 8. The Lord said, I will instruct thee because we all love him to instruct us. He said, I will instruct thee and teach you in the way which thou shalt go. 
I will guide thee with my eye. But verse 9 is the warning. Put in verse 9. But be ye not as a horse or as a mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. He said, I will guide you. You want me to guide you? I will guide you. But don't be like the horse. Because that's why they put a jack in the mouth of the horse to make them do what the rider wants. Because the horse has his own will, his own mind. But the rider asks where he wants to go. And because of the relation between a man and the horse, they put a, 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 a bridle in the mouth of the horse to jack him up. It's painful, that's why he's obeying. So you don't have to be like that. God is saying we shouldn't be like that. That he has to jack us with pain before we turn, before we obey, before we listen. Or he could do it, but he doesn't want to do it that way. Do you want him to give you some pain before you obey? And many times, that is what happens in our life. Many people have given testimonies of either the trouble, they didn't do what the Lord expected them to do, or they didn't walk in love, and then trouble comes. All of those small, small things that look like, uh, and that is chastisement, we call it. But he said, don't be, you don't have to be like that, that he has to jack us with pain before we turn, before we listen. That's what he's saying there. We're not like the horse. He loves to lead, to lead us, but we want to be not like the horse that he needs to put a bridle and put some pain in our jaws, in our waist, before we turn. Well, this is the story of King Saul. Let me just quickly go further on that story of King Saul. So Saul said, I have done what God said. And Simon said, what about all these animals? He said, I brought the king. And the answer of Samuel to Saul is this, verse 22. As the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings. Because he said, we brought all these sheep so that we can sacrifice them to God. See, God is not delighted in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord. To obey is better than sacrifice and to akin than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And you know the punishment? It's because you have rejected the word of the Lord. The Lord also rejected thee from being king. Well, King Saul didn't fall down dead because people are assuming that where well, is you? He didn't even lose the throne until he, he, he made 40 years on that throne. But God said he's already rejected him. So don't, don't follow the, the sight of your eyes. There are many people that lose their anointing in ministries. And they don't know they have lost their anointing. Churches, revivers, the Holy Ghost withdraw. They never realize the Holy Ghost has withdrawn. And they put in programs. And they kept marching forward. But they are going their own path. King Saul lost that throne right there when, Apostle, when Prophet Samuel told him that God has rejected you. That was when he lost it. But he was still there till he expired his 40 years. It simply means God didn't continue with his lineage because he was thinking, my son Jonathan will be the next king. But no, God has already changed his mind looking for somebody else. So that is why I said, don't follow the sight of your eyes because they say, well, this prosperity, these people are prosperous, you see, they must be doing something right. All these prosperity teachers, they must be doing something right. Everybody is looking at, well, they may not. They may not. Because they won't know when the Holy Ghost will withdraw. There's another story that I loved, I pointed out one time. In the story of Ahab, King Ahab, he had so many prophets of Baal. They call them prophets of Baal. And he had actually 400 prophets that were not even classified as Baal. They just said they are prophets. And one time, the, 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 the king, King Heap, said he wanted to go to Ramoth Gilead to go and fight a battle. So he, well, he, there was a Jehoshaphat with him that was the king of Judah. He was king of Israel. Jehoshaphat came and said, well, before we go, let's ask counsel from the Lord. Okay. You want prophets? Oh, I have 400 of them. So he called all the 400 of his prophets. They came by. Shall we go to Ramogilia to fight or shall we forbear? And they all say, Go. 
They were prophesying. Good, the Lord has given it. In fact, they said there was one among them called Ananiah or something like that. He said, This is son of Canaan. He was so confident of himself. So confident among the 400 prophets. He was so confident that he actually made a horn and he said, This horn, you're going to use it when you blow the horn. They will just be falling down before you. I mean, that's what he implied. So with this horn, you're going to push them away. But there was a prophet that was not in among them. Called Micaiah. And that prophet was not favored by the king. He was already imprisoned by the king. He said, the kings, I don't like it. Because the Shabbat said, with all these foreign prophets, I don't believe them. Don't you have any other prophet among that you can listen to? Say, well, there's one man, Micaiah. But I don't like him because he always prophesied doom concerning me. So we don't say that. Let's hear what he has to say. So they called Micaiah. They went to the jail to bring him out of prison. And he came by there and said, well, shall we go to Amogilia? And he could see all the foreign prophets. These are the king's prophets. They get their salary from the king. And he said, huh, go! The Lord will give you Amogilia. And he said, well, this is sarcasm. Don't I tell you to always tell me the truth? But you want to hear the truth? He said, I saw the Lord on the throne saying that who will go and deceive Ahab to go to Ramogilion and fall. And the spirit came and said, I will go. I said, How will you do it? He said, I will go and be lying spirits among in the mouth of his prophets. This man that was called the chief of among those foreign was angry. And he came to Micaiah and slapped him in his mouth. Which way went the Spirit of God from me to come and talk to you? He was so confident himself that he didn't know when that Spirit of God left. When he started taking salary from the king. So that's why I said that sometimes people don't know when the anointing left. But instruction is what we are talking about because if we continually follow the instruction of the Lord, then it's well placed. But if you don't, he withdraw himself. And many times, what you make people not to follow instructions, it can be some small, small things like that. They listen to somebody else. That man listened to the king. He wanted to be favored. Very soon, the Holy Ghost will withdraw. Because there should be no other one above him. Praise the Lord. And there's another one that passed. Let's talk about Gideon. In the book of Judges, chapter 7. He also passed because he was so scared. God said, you are going to go and deliver your people. And this is also going to be very good. I will try to summarize it really quickly. Judges chapter 7 verse 15. The angel came to Gideon. So Gideon decided to go. So, it's come to time, Gideon went and God said, if you are still afraid, go and listen to the dreams and they told, and he said, okay, he was confident enough to go. What I'm going to point out is the fact that he was to give instruction to the 300 soldiers that were following him. Go to the next verse. So, he divided the 300 men into three companies and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pictures and lamps within the now, this is Gideon giving instruction to these 300 men. We didn't know whether God told him to do it this way, but somehow he was being led. So he was giving the instruction. What I'm trying to point out in this example is, suppose he told them, the next verse, he told them that look on me and do likewise. Almost like what I told these two young men. Say, look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be as I do, so shall ye do. They are going to fight enemies that are millions. He said, just hold your trumpet and hold a lamp and their pictures. And what was he going to do? Next verse. See, when I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of the, all the camp and say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. The next verse. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch and they had but nearly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets 
and break the pictures that were in their hands. Verse 20. And the three companies, just think of it, they are surrounding this company. East, west, north. So, which means if this enemy are going to run, the only way they can run is south. But I are not going to run south? So I'm going to blow trumpet. You blow your trumpet there. You blow your trumpet there and do as I do. And what he was doing was he blow the trumpet and break the pictures and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow it. Suppose this group on the left side decided not to break the pictures. And so we don't know why he's breaking pictures. They, maybe they blow the trumpet, they didn't break the pictures. Then they won't be following, or they didn't hold up their lamp. The enemy will go that way because they didn't see the other thing also. They see lamp here, they see lamp here, and they didn't see lamp there, they must go there and attack the hundred people. Pay attention to detail. So you can see that they passed because they won. Because they all the three groups obeyed. That was why God limited them to only the three hundred groups. Because he knew that they God looked for something in us. God looks for something in us when he's selecting, when he's picking, when he's sending people out. He looks for something. And if there's a deficiency in any of us, he might warn us of that deficiency. So help us. Remember the story of the man of God from Judah. The man of God from Judah. It was uh, 2 Kings chapter 13 or 1 Kings chapter 13. This man of God from Judah, God knew that he could do something for, for him. God sent him on an errand. 1 Kings chapter 13. He was a prophet. And Jeroboam was turning Israel's, Israelites to following idols. And God gave this prophet, go to Jeroboam and prophesy just say the Lord, this thing you have done is going to be this and that. And when you finish, come back through another road. Don't come back through the same road. And don't eat anything in that city. And the man went and did exactly that. And signs and wonders followed. And he told even the king, king said, okay, come over with me. I will give you some reward. He said, no. And he went the other way. Somehow, uh, a false prophet followed him from the same city and stopped him on the way and brought him back to come and eat. He didn't follow the instruction to the end. See? Pay attention to detail. It's what God is saying. Pay attention to detail. And the Lord is saying, we want to be like Christ and that is exactly what the Lord said about himself. I always do that which is pleasing unto my Father. John chapter 5, verse 19, as I wrap it up. And we are going to pray for ourselves and I want us to come to the altar, anyone that knows that you know, I need some help in this area, Lord. We're going to pray for ourselves and say, Lord, I need your help in paying attention to detail. I need your help in obeying instruction. John chapter 5, let's see what the Lord Jesus Christ said about himself. That is, suppose I'm the one that was giving this instruction, go and prophesy and don't touch anything in that city, come back to another road. Will you do like this man of God from Judah? He went, instead of going all the way home, stop on the way. No matter what the devil has been putting in his mind, maybe he loved that reward that he was missing. But God is watching. God said, if you have a deficiency, God will warn you, have help you. They warn you, warn you, warn you. Must have been warned. Don't don't look for reward. Pay attention to that detail. Because that could be the reason why the man stayed on the road. I don't know, maybe he had been fasting. And he's really, he said, oh, that reward. No, the king said, come and get reward. But the first way came and brought him back to get his reward. But he said, pay attention to detail. Follow the instruction to the letter. John chapter 5 verse 19. This is what the Lord said about himself. The son can do nothing of himself but what he said the father do. For what things soever he doeth, this also doeth the son likewise. Verse 30. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, 
but the will of the Father which has sent me. So when it comes to instruction from the Father, our goal is to want to please the Father, to seek the Father's will and not our will. Because we have our own will. But when God is giving instruction, it is his own will that we want to lean to. We want to obey him. And that's what we want to wrap it up with that and say, let's pray for ourselves. Can we stand up upon our feet? Let's stand up and talk to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. If you want to come to the altar, this is the end of the sermon. Just come to the altar and come and kneel down and just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, maybe I have some deficiencies in obeying instruction from you especially. I want you to touch me, Lord Jesus Christ. Just come to the altar and come to the Lord. In many of the places, people come to the altar and fall before the Lord and say, Lord, help me here. I am not perfect when it comes to that obeying instruction from you. I want you to touch me, Father. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. And ask the Lord to help you. But I want you to lead me, Lord, like you said, baby, you not as the horse or the new, which have no understanding that he has to put some orders in our way to turn us. We want to hear him. Father, we want to hear you, Lord. Because he said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We want you to lead us, Lord, but Lord, we don't want to be the horse of the mood and we need pain or some sickness or some disease before we turn to obey you. Help us, Lord God, to just hear you and do it. Help us, Lord God, to just hear you and do it. And do it to the letter. Follow those instructions to the letter. Not short changing ourselves, Lord. Have peace upon us, Lord Jesus. And let your love be glorified. Do not take this message lightly. Because if we are going to go up with the ancient of days, it is critical that we are obedient to the ancient of days. His commandments are not grievous, say the Lord. But our will is not taken away from us. We have to surrender our will to His will. That is what we pray for. Thy will be done. The Lord will not lead when He knows that you are not going to obey. So do not take this message lightly. Take it seriously. Father, we thank you, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that God shall help us in our way. If Moses, that was so close to you, he said, he talked to Moses face to face. But the simple forgetting the instruction, God said, you are not going in. He will beg. God said, don't ask anymore. That was Moses, very close to him. But we want to be careful as we follow the Lord. So that when we are led by the Spirit of God, we are obeying everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Remember the story where Jesus Christ went out of the temple and he saw one man that was born blind. And the other guy spit on the floor, made clear to speak to, anointed the eye of the blind man, and told him, Go wash in the pool silver. That's an instruction. It has to be obeyed to the letter. Suppose the man said, Well, whoever was leading said, Well, he said, Wash your hand, wash your eyes. There's a water here, just wash your eyes there. Will it have been seen without going to the pool of silver? It would have been so. He said, well, I can just, whatever, pull of slow is one mile away. I can just get you a cup of water and wash your eyes right here. Will you be healed? No, it has to be pull of slow. That is what instruction means when it comes to the Lord. Because the angel that's going to do it is waiting at the pool of silver, not at the cup of water. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. On eagle's wings. So you now see that to go in the rapture, it took simple, simple things, but it's going to be what matters. On a day, my God will take me home on my Sing it. On eagles wings, hallelujah. One a day, my God will take me home on Glory, glory to ye. 
was lamb whose blood was shed to save my soul the Lord just brought something to my mind on eagle's wing remember when Elijah the prophet was to be taken away hallelujah my Lord will take me home. remember when Elijah the prophet was to be taken away in the rapture before the chariot of fire came down what was peculiar the leading of the Lord Elijah told Elisha he said the Lord has sent me to Bethel stay right here so why was he going to Bethel the leading pay attention to detail if the if the purpose was to just cross Jordan the angel is watching at Jordan well God said go straight to Jordan no God said go there first step by step grooming you for instruction obedience instruction obedience you want to go in the rapture instruction obedience from the ancient of days otherwise you are kidding yourself oh the Lord is coming in rapture the Lord is coming in rapture instruction obedience come to the level where you can hear him that's the first step now you hear him obey him to the letter because you are going to be riding with him chariots in the heavenlies so you can see in second kings chapter one bible said when the lord was about to take elijah away the peculiar thing was instruction obedience three times instruction obedience not only that he was being groomed not only that he was being groomed chapter 2 second chapter 2 he was already groomed but God put that one there as the last phase for us to understand Elisha the, Elijah the prophet already been groomed because that is the process of following walking with the Lord is, is instructing you you are obeying him as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the praise God so now seek to be led and when he instructs you obey him it's in all those simple simple things when you obey this instruction that were written down for you and me then you are a candidate to hear his voice directly if you are not obeying these written words you are not a candidate to hear the spoken word the spoken word is when the Holy Ghost is talking to you and you are following him that we are saying Elijah so Elijah God has sent me to this city and he said and he went from there God has sent me to that city and then God has sent me to Jordan and he got to Jordan what was he doing at the river he just stood there go and read the story second Kings chapter 2 at Jordan they just stood there both of them he was waiting for the next instruction as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God to go in the rapture you must be led you must come to that level and then the soil came to him crossed the river split the water and they went over the angel of the Lord was waiting and then he went away in the rapture which we call the rapture chariot of fire and that is what we are all waiting for isn't it so praise the Lord you say am I finished with the sermon no I'm almost, almost finished I'm just wrapping it up now praise the Lord praise the Lord you know the Lord Paul just reminded me of something again he said there was a minister that gave a story that not a story of his ministry where he, somebody that was dying of cancer terminal cancer was brought to he knew about it and he had two weeks three weeks ministration in nation that church every day and they brought this woman from the side room laid the hand upon the woman the first time nothing happened the second time nothing happened a week is passed the third time nothing happened they said the daily ministry daily meeting they brought the woman the fourth time nothing happened he said he felt he, and people other people lined up he prayed for them but this woman that was dying of cancer 
They have to bring her up because she was almost dying. And the fifth time, which was the third week, they brought the woman again, then they touched the woman again, and the Lord did the miracle. Then the minister commented, just thinking about it, suppose we have not gone the third week. Suppose we have not gone the third week. He said, many times we put God in a bottle. Well, Lord, you better do it today or tomorrow, but nobody's going to be here. Lord, you better tell us something because by noon, nobody's going to be here. Because we put God in a bottle. We are too time conscious in, our, in the world right now. So that's why perhaps God keeps talking about it. It reminded me of something that happened several weeks ago. I was to preach in a redeemed Christian church and they gave me a program. It's 30 minutes assigned for this preaching. So I knew it's 30 minutes or 35 minutes early. About 40 minutes early. And the only mean is someone I decided the microphone, I started preaching, I started preaching, and I look at you, it's already 15 minutes. So I tried to, I saw that I've already lost the crowd. They were almost sleeping on me. So I decided, well, let's wrap it up. Everybody stand up. Let's wrap it up. I knew I already passed the 35 minutes or 40 minutes they gave to me. It's almost 15 minutes now talking. So as I was to wrap it up, the Lord spoke. It's right here. He says, somebody that needs prayer. After I've already passed the time, well, somebody needs prayer. A woman jumped forward. Before I know it, almost 20 people jumped forward. And we are there again for another, almost another 30 minutes. <laughs> so you see, the Lord does not go by our timing. He will say, if he is going by our time, he will say, well, Julius, you have talked too much. I can't do anything anymore. So he just begins. So if we are looking at time and say, look, it's 12 noon. We've got to go right now. We may miss him. Praise the Lord. So what I'm trying to say is that many times the Lord does that. I just started talking about Elijah the prophet, when I've already finished the sermon, he talk about Elijah the prophet because he was reminding me of this to add it to this for you guys. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's do the the choir, the, the praise team can come forward and then we can wrap it up. The praise team come forward and then you can begin to bring your offering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. On eagle's wings, one happy day, my Lord returned. May you mourn, hallelujah. On eagle's wings, prepare your offering. One happy day, my Lord returned. We are going in the rapture. Glory, glory to Jehovah's Lamb, whose blood was shed, whose blood was shed to save my soul. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was the rapture. That was the last verse I wanted to read to you guys before we change the subject. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, oh, whose blood was Prepare your offering as the praise team take it on. Take it over. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.